is the Support Ops Podcast, a show devoted entirely to making and keeping your customers happy. My name's Chase. I'm the guy behind supportops.co. This is episode number two, which means you've stuck it out. Thanks for that. With this show, I've actually got a, a pretty special treat. We've got a, a special guest who just happens to share the, the most coolest name in the world. He's Chase Livingston, founder of Sum6 and working support for the team over at Ubuntu. So welcome to the show. Thanks. Welcome. I'm glad, definitely glad to be here as well. Awesome. Awesome. You know, first off, again, great name. There are not enough chases in the world. Yes. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So how's it going? How's your day been? Going well. Not too busy. Not too many tickets or anything like that today. So uh, it's been a good day. Good. Which uh, you mentioned tickets, so that'll give us a chance to jump right in. Uh, tell us yeah. a little bit about your, uh, your background. How'd you end up working uh, in the support world? Um, I ended up actually started with um, LifeChurch.tv uh, several years ago, working on the the Bible app they have. They needed somebody um, kind of part time slash volunteer to uh, to work support, and I was like, hey, I've used this app before, so surely I can do that. And um, so I kind of started with them, and it uh, support there grew and grew, and I ended up training a couple of volunteers, other volunteers, and that kind of thing. Um, and so that's kind of what got me started in it, um, and then ended up. This job at uh, Canonical, working with Ubuntu One, kind of fell in my lap. So uh, that's the not not uh, not a too complicated of a story in support. Just uh, two roles, and so I'm trying to learn as much as I can and and keep going with it. Uh, it's something I really enjoy. So, well, cool. So, how big is your your team over at Canonical? Is it like huge? Because you know you're running, you're supporting basically a whole uh, operating system over there. So it's got to be at least a decent size, right? Yeah, I, the the support I work in is actually for Ubuntu One, which is the uh, the kind of the cloud storage solution that Canonical offers, and it's bundled right. with Ubuntu and stuff. So I don't have a whole lot of interaction with the people that are actually supporting Ubuntu as an OS. Um, we have monthly meetings and stuff as an entire um, kind of company support. But so for Ubuntu One, which is the the product I focus on, is is mainly just me. There's a you know, I have uh, obviously interface with some developers and that kind of thing, and there's um, a few kind of developer slash um, support engineers that I can, you know, escalate things to um, if it's something that's really serious or something like that. But um, for the most part, any new tickets that come in, will uh, I'll see those first and either ask for more information if I need it or, or you know, solve a problem or pass it on to somebody who uh, knows more about code and development than I do. So, uh that's kind of the so basically it's it's me as frontline and then some others as uh, as a second tier if if needed. Wow, you know when you're when you're talking about cloud storage and Ubuntu One, which I I admit my experience with is not too much. I've got an <laughs> old uh, Dell that uh, Ubuntu actually saved and brought it back from a very horrible Windows XP death. Um, so I've, yes. I've I've dabbled in it, but I've never actually full on used it like a say a, you know Apple iCloud or something like that. So yeah. hearing yeah. that there's just one of you for kind of frontline support, that's that's got to be at least a little challenging, right? Like how many tickets are you dealing yeah, with tough. every day? Um, per day it's not too terribly bad. Normally we get maybe forty to fifty um, per day, um, unless something goes terribly wrong. Obviously, then it then it's a little more than that. So. Uh, but for the most part, um, especially the the clients for you know Ubuntu and Windows, those two have been out the longest. Um, 
you know, a lot of the major bugs have been ironed out and that kind of thing. So we, uh, we usually don't see, you know, too many problems with that, which is good. Um, but the service has really been growing a lot since I've, I started back in August. So I haven't been doing this for too long. Um, but it's really been growing, uh, here lately with some promotions and stuff they've done. And so, uh, it might not be too far in the near future that, uh, we have to either bring somebody else on or, or reposition a role to kind of help me out. Cause it's definitely at times it can be uh, a little overwhelming for sure. So, yeah, you know, I could, I could imagine I I'm on a team with about eight of us and we're hiring more people. I couldn't imagine just me alone somewhere kind of, kind of matching that. So when they brought you in, was it kind of brand new? Did they have somebody doing that support role before? Or was it just kind of, you know, we, we recognize the need, we need somebody there and we're going to bring in Chase and, and see what he can do. There was somebody there doing it before. I think, okay. uh, I don't know about what the role was before, uh, before I started, but, um, I think it may have been more of a hybrid role. And so they kind of brought me in. I, my role is honestly a little bit of a hybrid role. My, my main role is support, but also work with, uh, the marketing manager for Ubuntu one as well. So I, you know, obviously, um, kind of the manage the social media aspect from a, from a support standpoint and from, you know, just a, a marketing standpoint with putting out, uh, announcements and that kind of thing. So, um, it's kind of a neat, you know, I get to kind of have my feet in two different worlds and, um, kind of jump between the two. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, we're starting to see more that support is taking on a, a marketing role or, a you know, especially when you're running like a Facebook Avenue for help or a Twitter Avenue for help, your support team's there and answering those questions anyway. So it, it kind of helps to have them out there sending out announcements and news and marketing and, and all that kind of thing too. It just, I guess it makes sense, you know? Definitely does. It definitely does. I found it's, uh, it definitely makes the workflow a lot smoother than trying to communicate with several different people managing one account. So, mm-hmm. so when it comes to all the different ways that you offer support, you know, you, you touched on a couple of them, but can you kind of walk through, you know, email, Twitter, Facebook, is there anything in app that, that gets you there? What, how, if I'm a customer and I have a question or a problem or something that comes up, what, what are my options for contacting you? Sure. So the, the main way we normally encourage people to do it is, um, you know, a contact form on our website, um, which they fill out and, you know, gives us, we ask for, you know, some pertinent information that will help us kind of get started solving their problem. Um, and when they fill that form out and submit it, it basically just fires off an email to our uh, support tool, which creates a ticket um, and, you know, autofills all that information that we ask for. Um, customers can also email directly in um, with the support email, so they don't necessarily have to fill out the form. Um, and it, you know, kind of goes through the same thing. We may just have to ask for more information up front, but it still creates the ticket and uh, we can go from there. And then also, um, we have we are pretty heavy in Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Google Plus, and uh, so Twitter and uh, Twitter and Facebook are the kind of the two main ones that we end up kind of dealing with support issues on a lot. And if it's you know something kind of easy or short, especially with Twitter, we can try to solve it um, directly via Twitter. But otherwise, we'll a lot of times ask people to you know submit a ticket so that way we can kind of carry the conversation into a a more lengthy discussion if it's an issue that, you know, is going to take several uh, responses and replies back. Yeah, you mentioned Google Plus in there, which is an interesting choice. You know, I've dabbled in the world of Google Plus about like I've dabbled with Ubuntu uh, and that kind of thing. So do you find that there are a lot of your customers on there? Or is it just kind of there as a safety net to catch the one or two that might have a question over on Google Plus? Actually, surprisingly, a lot, um, and I think it, you know, stems partly from the fact that the the entire the Linux community is kind of, um, you know, they're not mainstream, and um, they find kind of other ways to communicate um, that that suit their needs more than anything else. So, uh, 
that's it's, it seems to me that's why the a lot of we find a lot of them on Google Plus instead of uh, you know some other some other networks and so I was kind of surprised at that myself when I joined the company because I never I mean I had an account just because I think Google may set it up but um, I had never really played with it a whole lot either and uh, it's definitely you know with our with our service and with our users it's definitely more active than uh, I would ever have imagined. Yeah, it's one of those, I'm the same way, I, I have a Google Plus account because Google gave one to me, bestowed it upon me when they uh, did their whole rollout, and oh, every Gmail account is now a Google Plus account and everything, but it hasn't really, I, for my sphere of the, the small little world here, I, I guess I just don't, uh, a lot of the friends and, and people I interact with just aren't there, um, so I guess I that's maybe why I don't go over there, but it makes sense, like you said, because that the Linux crowd tends to be uh, always trying new things and, and I don't want to say they're they're like on the fringes of anything but they're definitely outside of like mainstream uh you know Twitter's been around for a while it's it's kind of established itself as a, a channel Facebook the same way and I guess a lot of them kind of jumped on Google Plus and said hey you look you know here's something that can offer some more freedom which is what they're after absolutely that's um, definitely uh kind of hit the nail on the head <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those, I know like two or three Linux guys and that's it. So this is all what I learned from them and, and how to be a neckbeard <laughs> and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, one of the other things that you pointed out was, like you mentioned, you know, Linux is its its own little thing. When it comes to your customers, do you think that the, the emails and the questions that you get tend to be a little bit harder? I mean, like the ones that I deal with all day tend to be pretty easy there. You know, can it do this? Can it do that? Um, is this a feature request? You know, how do I save this or upload a file or something like that? Um, do the, do the customers you're interacting with tend to be more complicated questions or more, maybe more advanced than your typical, uh, computer user customer kind of thing? It's honestly a little bit of both. Um, you know, you'll definitely get those people that are, you know, running Linux servers or they're like the sysadmin type and they're, um, you know, some of the, like an example of kind of the, the funny questions I get that I don't always understand how to answer are uh, asking if they can run uh, Ubuntu One, which is our product, headless, which basically means you run it from the command line um, if you're uh, using a server rather than if you're sitting in front of a machine. So, uh and, and, you know, I get questions like that, and uh, I'm still learning exactly how all that works to be able to answer those questions. Um, and But then, you know, you'll get users. Um, we do have Windows and Mac clients as well, and so you'll get new users that are basically just trying to figure out, you know, sometimes how to upload a file and um, or how to, you know, add a folder to Ubuntu One or something like that. So it kind of kind of ranges the uh, the entire gambit there as to uh, the, the technicality. Well, cool. So, and, and this is the only like actual, what kind of thing do you use that I'll ask? Because I want to save a lot of the, the nitty gritty, like, you know, what tools you use during the day and what apps you use and kind of your setup and all for, uh, for some special newsletter content. But, uh, and I'll plug that later for you listeners that uh, want to check that out. But the, the ones I really like asking is, you know, when it comes to your main support tool, is is it are you using something that uh, the team there has created, or are you using something that's available to other people? What what app are you using to to kind of manage all of the the tickets coming in? We're using it's it's available. It's called uh, it's known more as RT, but it's, it stands for Request Tracker, um, and it's uh, it's definitely you can tell it, it has kind of a Linux bend to it just from the way it's set up, but. Uh, I've used, you know, like Zendesk and things like that in the past that are a little more um, user-friendly and that kind of thing. And 
Um, it, it took me a little getting used to, but RT is uh, a really neat tool, and uh, it's like I said, it's a little different, but uh, I'm getting used to it. So, yeah, well, cool. So it's you know when you talk about different support apps, it tends to be the the three or four big ones at the top, like Desk or Years of Voice or Zendesk, uh, that kind of thing. So it's always interesting to see mm-hmm. other people use other little things. I was talking to a lady the other day and they were still using Gmail, which, which worked great for them. You wow. know, all they had mm-hmm. was a Gmail inbox and each agent, each customer support rep had their, a label with their name and that's how they tracked mm-hmm. their, their emails, which made sense for them. You know, when you're dealing with like yeah. 30 or 40 a day, then it's no big, no big deal. Um, mm-hmm. So like Absolutely. I said, we're saving the rest of those questions for, uh, for the newsletter. So I'll give you more information about that for you listeners. Now, uh, kind of turning away from your work with the uh, the support team over at Ubuntu One, uh, and just looking generally, tell me about the the best customer service, customer support, that best experience you had as a customer that you've gotten in the say you know the, the last couple of months or so. I mean, that's a tough one. Um, I would probably have to. This is probably the cliche answer, but um, I had a an issue with my my old MacBook Pro a while back. Um, uh, so I would have to say Apple was probably my best experience. But I uh, it needed a new uh, logic board, uh, and I was just maybe a few months out of out of Apple Care for it. Um, so I you know wasn't sure whether I was going to be able to get it replaced or whether I was just going to have to go ahead. I wasn't planning on buying a new laptop at the time, but whether I was just going to go ahead and have to drop the money rather than getting a logic board. So I took it in um, and talked to the geniuses, and they ended up uh, replacing it for free. Even though I uh, wasn't under Apple Care. it was like a five or $600 repair, um, and uh, still did it for me. That, so that saved me. Uh, you know, I was coming out of college. I definitely didn't really have the funds that I could have spent on a new laptop, and so that really saved me a lot, and I was definitely very appreciative for that experience. Holy crap. That's, yeah, that you don't hear about that. Very often, I mean, you know, Apple, especially with a Genius Bar and, and uh, the the text there that are available to help you, you hear good stories about Apple, but you, I don't think mm-hmm. you really hear them much about going out of their way like that. Yeah, I was I was very impressed, and uh, I mean, I was already a huge Apple fan, but that just makes me, you know, even more so. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, my sister has an iPhone. My sister is. Uh, the average typical iPhone user it's she's not doing lots of complicated things with it she's using the camera to take pictures and she's using some apps on there to have fun that kind of thing um and mm-hmm. she ran into the notorious home button just stopped working you know it, it yeah. flipped out and started pressing itself randomly and, and everything else so she takes it down to the Apple store and again she got lucky and had a, a good uh, Apple genius there who just said you know we're going to replace it for free we don't know exactly what's going on uh, but on the flip mm-hmm. side, I went to the same store before. I had a problem with my cine dis- cinema display where it was making this weird buzzing sound whenever I <laughs> plugged my uh, my MacBook into it. It was really weird because you could control the volume of the buzz by the contrast button. So when the screen got brighter, wow. the noise got louder. It was the craziest <laughs> thing. Um, so, you know, I, I called up the Apple Genius Bar and he's like, no, those don't do that. And I'm sitting there going, you want to hear it on the phone? Because mine's doing that. I said, no, no, there's no way that that wow. could possibly happen. Um, you're going to have to bring it in. And I'm sitting there in my mind, lugging this huge cinema display through the mall yeah. to the Apple store. Right. Wow. Um, I unplugged it for a week, came back and everything was fixed. So we're just hoping that whatever magic happened in that week yeah. that was unplugged is, is going to stick around. So. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a weird one for sure. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, and I guess when you get with bigger organizations that, 
you know, the, the support there isn't always consistent. Um, with it just being you, um, at Ubuntu, you've, you've kind of got a handle on, you know, if a person, if a customer has a bad experience, then it was you, it was, you know, you know how to deal with it. So it's, it's all right there. But once you start involving multiple people in it, then maybe somebody else doesn't phrase it as well as you could have, or maybe somebody said something that you knew not to say and, and things like that. Um, right. So when it comes to you handing off your tickets to like a programmer to take a look at or somebody in that, that tier above you for some more complicated things. Um, do you ever check back on the tickets to see if, you know, how they worded things and, and to make sure the cu- the customer was happy in the end, or is it kind of, you know, once you pass it off, it's, it's their responsibility. I do try to do that sometimes. It doesn't happen all the time. Um, just because sometimes they end up being ongoing things and, you know, we have to do bug reports and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, uh, the nice thing I've found is that the, a lot of the people that I end up handing tickets off to um, were pretty well trained in kind of support language and how to interact with customers before I even got there. So uh, the, the times that I have been able to kind of go back and look at their responses and that kind of thing, it's always been, you know, really good. And I, you know, I obviously didn't have any concerns with it. Um, so I, I'm thankful for whoever took the time to, uh, to walk them through that before I was even on the team. Yeah, it always helps to have somebody else that was there before that can kind of lay the found the foundation for all of it. Absolutely. So, uh, last thing, and like I said, I like you know I don't want to tie up your time. I like keeping our listeners' time uh, short and sweet with these podcasts. So, the last thing that we're going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, you know, if if you hired a brand new customer support person to work on your team, what's the first lesson? What's the first thing that you would tell them to make sure that they're they're walking into the new job right? Oh man, that's tough. Um, yeah, there's always one tough definitely... question. Always one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would probably just tell them that uh, that politeness can go a long way with uh, with a customer because um, you know you see you see customers all the time uh, coming in and uh, or you know spending tickets or whatever or even you know in a restaurant or something like that. Um, people that are belligerent almost because they don't uh, don't like the way things went or something didn't go their way, and so. I'll definitely make sure that, uh, you know, either have them tell me an experience that, that they had had where they had handled something they thought in a, you know, kind of a kind and polite manner, um, or, or even kind of give them a hypothetical situation and see how they would handle it. Um, that was one of the things before I was hired, I kind of had, they made up some support issues or either pick something they'd had in the past and kind of got my responses to them. Um, so that would definitely be something I would ask is especially in that case, how you would respond to somebody that, you know, was just extremely unhappy and how would you try to turn that around and turn them into a happy customer again? And, and there it is at the end of the day, politeness and just being a, an actual human to the other person works out. I mean, that's the, the one yeah. big thing, I guess. Yeah. So awesome. Um, that wraps up this episode. Number two, we've made it through two now, which is the new record for support ops two podcasts big deal <laughs> uh, i want to say thanks again for chase livingston make sure to check him out uh, he's the founder of some six um, i'll have all of his info so you can contact him in the show notes um, so yeah thanks chase for uh sticking around with us thank you chase i enjoyed it and that's a wrap i hinted that we had some special content going on with this show just because he was our first ever guest sign up for the newsletter over at supportops.co i'm going to have that info about how Basically, Chase runs his support over at Ubuntu One. I'll be sending that out shortly, so make sure you get on that list. While you're there on the site, drop me a line. Let me know what you thought of the show. Thankfully, they're only going to get better from here. And that's it for me. Keep being those support rock stars that you are, and I'll see you again next time. Bye.